Have you ever wondered how life would be like with no rules? Okay, maybe don't answer that. But this is the very question that the character on today's today's episode sought to answer. And today we're taking a look at a villain who wanted to plunge the world into chaos because he believed that freedom is only found in the chaos. And of course, I'm talking about the leader of the Red Lotus, Zaheer. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate, and you're listening to the Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting some biblical principles with themes from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get on into it. So, Zaheer's ambition is probably the most radical one we'll see this season, but it's also something that you will have to honestly think deeply about, or at least I did, right? And it's, it's pretty pretty interesting so Zaheer's basically motive behind his ambition was the belief that disorder is the only true order okay okay what does that mean (laughs) basically like I said in the intro he believes that true freedom being free from things is only found in chaos when things things aren't aren't the status quo and honestly he, he had a little bit of a point, maybe not to that extreme, but let, let's take a, a deeper look at it. So Zaheer was the definition of an anarchist. And again, he wanted the world to be in chaos you know, for no I guess, real rhyme or reason. Right. There was nothing that there was no hidden agenda with him. Like, what he said was what he wanted. He just wanted the world to essentially be on fire. And the reason the reason for this, the reason why he wanted he was like this is because he blames the world leaders for the major imbalances in the world. So think back to Amon and Unalak's ambitions. Both of them more or less blamed the state of the world for how the the nation's leaders acted. Again, Amon with the, the inequality between benders and non-benders and Unalak with the state of the world and his lack of spirituality. And Honestly, again, like I said, in a way, Zaheer, Zaheer was right. It's because of the corrupt leaders at the top of the nations or or not even necessarily corrupt, but those who weren't as involved as they should have been led to led to the state of the world that they were in at that time. Uh, case of point, mainly with, with the Earth Queen in Bossing Say, and because she was she was really only in it for the power that the position held, not so much what she had to do for her people all right and and again thinking back to the the council of 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 a republic city right before they had a president this it's the same the same type of of issue that i'm on deal with because again there's no non-bender representation on that council and and that led to it's more or less the issues of non-benders being kind of swept under the rug because no one was really there to to defend them, to be their voice, right? And, and so this is kind of what Zaheer was talking about, is that kind of corrupt leaders need to be, you know, taken out. <laughs> and so I'm not going to go too deep into this, but it's, it kind of holds true because the improper 
leadership can cause major problems, uh, especially when you're talking about the state of the world, the world as a whole, and beyond just your own city, your, your country, your, your nation, right? And you start talking about the state of the world at large, then it's like, okay, <laughs> it all starts from the top. So if the top, if the top's out of line, then the rest of the nation is going to follow. So again, Zahir, Zahir has a point in the fact that corrupt leaders or those who are unfit to lead should not be leading. But again, he took it to the extreme and said it's going to plunge the whole world into chaos. And I don't think, I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what the people want. So let me ask you this. So what good can possibly come from chaos? Just think about it. Because I know the way I see it, I'm kind of going to answer, answer it, is that really the only good that can come from it is that that someone more suited is going to come up out of the chaos. Because uh, hopefully I'm going to say this, this quote, justice but it's uh oh yeah it's like the mother of invention is necessity i believe is what it is so basically you know invention or, or ingenuity or whatever you want to call it is it comes through because of, of a need of a dire need is either like like life or death type of thing is either we get this done or this happens or else we're gonna die and i think that whole environment is it's good because we get some of the the best invention to come out of it most times, right? And then, as we'll see on a future episode, it, again, like with everyone else this season, it, the idea is good, but the execution was not. <laughs> so, so yes, I do say that some good can possibly come out from chaos, but with everything, it kind of comes with a grain of salt, right? So next, we're going to move on to to Zahir's method. So we've covered his motive. His motive is belief that disorder is the only true order, but the method he used to achieve his goal was his cleverness and innovation. Now, if you've seen the series and you know this, but for those of you who haven't seen Legend of Korra, Zahir always seemed to be one step, one step ahead of Korra and the rest of the team, no matter what. And it was, it was kind of scary. <laughs> and during his, during his, his initial imprisonment, Zahir showed that he was a smart and patient individual waiting for his, the right opportunity in order for him to do something. So kind of kind of going back to you know, the harmonic convergence and all that stuff after Korra defeated Unalak, and she kept the spirit borders open after that, uh, many non-benders around the world gained the ability to airbend, and Zahir was one of them. And... Now, Zahir didn't know if this was the opportunity he was waiting for, but he still he still decided to act then and there because, again, he's a learned individual. He's very competent with his abilities. And just within a few, I don't know, maybe days or hours of having airbending, his rough form, his, his rough usage of the, build, of the bending style, coupled with his already intimate knowledge of just the ways that they are nomads in general made for an exceedingly dangerous individual already. And that's, that's something to get to really, to really think about, right? Because someone who's never had this ability before in his life is already taking out white Lotus members, which are supposed to be like some of the elite 
benders, right? Because they're sworn in to protect the avatar, right? So they have to be at least capable in some some degree. I mean, he just took them all out in an instant. And I mean, that's just his physical prowess. Again, the main selling point, the main main trait of Zaheer is again his his smooth talking self. I mean, it's funny because I mean that's another one of his main selling points. He's very charming and charismatic. I mean, these traits allow him to sweet talk his way into deals with all types of people. I mean, for uh, he was able to basically go to Air to, to Air Temple Island and train under uh, uh, under Tenzin's kids and with the rest of the the newly formed uh, Air Nation, and and also he was able to convince his to connive his way into the earth earth queen's palace right because he was like yeah we can get the avatar for you don't worry <laughs> and he's always he always came came off as somebody who was non-threatening and I, now i think this is a skill that all leaders should have regardless of your what you're a leader of is that you should be able to speak and have people listen because if no one if no one's listening to you then are you really a leader? Or are you just leading yourself? <laughs> right. And that's something that's truly in, invaluable because as a leader, you're trying to garner influence for whatever goal you're trying to reach. And Zaheer had a deep understanding of that. That's why he was able to convince, you know, so many people that he was just this, this harmless dude. When in reality, he's a, the leader of a terrorist movement and and honestly, if you think about how a lot of you know, like serial killers are in in real life, right? I don't think there's too many of them that were like, oh yeah, they were just this super weird person that nobody wanted to interact with. I mean, from my understanding, a lot of them were super charismatic, and they got people to let their guards down so they could, you know, do do their deed, and that. That says a lot, right? We're we're designed to be uh, to be in community, right? To talk to people and then interact with each other and to build relationships and stuff like that. So, for somebody, when you have a deep when you have a deep understanding of how to interact with other people, or at the very least, how you come across to other people, that's powerful. That's really powerful. And depending on how you use it, can can make you can. You can either be one of the worst people in mankind or one of the best ones, right? Because no matter what side of the coin you're on, you're still able to build up that influence to gain that power. And it all comes down to how you use it. And and I know for me, that's something I'm still trying to improve, right? Is to how to effectively communicate with people in my everyday life and even now on this podcast or even on my YouTube channel is be able to effectively communicate the message I'm trying to bring to you guys in the way that you can understand it. You know, it's not too high level. It's not too over your head. Right. And hopefully in, in an entertaining way. Right. Cause the whole reason I started this is cause I love anime and I figured it's a, it's a good bridge between the message messages I want to share and giving me just some good entertainment. Cause I me, mean, these shows are awesome. At least in my opinion, but Anyway, in, Z- in Zaheer's case, it was because of these skills that he almost succeeded in his mission as a whole. I mean, he killed the Earth Queen, plunging the Earth King, Earth Kingdom into into chaos, and he 
almost succeeded in killing Korra in the Avatar state, which was one of his main goals. So for those of you who don't who don't know Avatar or about the series in general, uh, again, again, the Avatar is supposed to be the bridge between the the the, the physical and spiritual worlds. Uh, and of course, you know, they're masters of all four elements and things like that. But one of the key aspect of the avatar is the avatar state so when they enter it they basically get a superpower boost you know all their bending becomes more powerful and things like that but what it also does is connect them to all of their past lives and all of their past lives are channeled into this into the current avatar at the same time so they have all of their skills that that they may have cultivated you know their knowledge and things like that all at once and and as you know, for the Avatar, when they die, they get reincarnated into the next element in in the cycle, right? And this keeps going like that, on and on and on and on, because it goes from air to water to earth to fire, in that order. And the only caveat to that is, if the Avatar is killed in the Avatar state, since all of the past Avatars are just there together, then it effectively ends the cycle. Like if they're if they are killed in the avatar state, the avatar is no more. They're not coming back. And that was the hero's ultimate goal, because he felt that as long as the avatar was around, whether it was Korra or the next one after her, then the truly chaotic world he sought to build can never be a possibility. So he needed to remove that piece from the board. And and he he, he almost he almost did it. I mean, if you think back to to uh, Cora's episode on the on the podcast, talked about how much trauma this man put her through. I mean, from poisoning, you know, to the kidnapping, and just really messed with her psyche even years years after the fact. And it's it's partially because of the hear that the next person I talk about on the podcast was able to to do the things that they did. <laughs> it's because of what Zahir did to Cora during his, during his season. And it's really, oh man, it's, again, Zaheer is really one of the most interesting characters on this show, just for his whole philosophy, but more importantly, his re, his relationship with Korra, and and how he went from, ah, again, spoiler, spoiler territory, all right, let me, <laughs> let me, let me bring it back, some of the stuff I'm going to share in the next episode, but just understand that Zaheer Zaheer's main asset was his ability to let people's guards down and basically have people listen to his voice when he spoke, which is something truly, truly invaluable. So now, after all, after everything is said and done, the main result from Zaheer's ambition was actually the power vacuum that he left behind after he killed the Earth Queen. So despite Zaheer being defeated and captured, you know, the damage was already done. So true, he didn't plunge the entire world into chaos like he sought out to do. He didn't heal the Avatar in the Avatar state to end the cycle. But he did do something very significant. He killed the Earth Queen in you know in Ba Sing Se, which essentially plunged the Earth Kingdom into chaos. I mean, there were riots and looting everywhere. Now, granted, it's because a lot of the people were oppressed. Some of the the poorer people were felt, you know, less than compared to to the the rich uh, upper echelon of the society. So, when they they 
saw their opportunity and took it. And honestly, it was nuts because Zahir's removal of the Earth Queen created a power vacuum for anybody to join. Right. It was just up for grabs. The world, I mean, the Earth Kingdom was in complete and utter chaos and, and dismay, which is which is what he wanted, which is what he he set out to do when, when he uh, first set off on this path. And it's just honestly, just this whole idea, not just for Zaheer, but for anybody. Right. When you when you set off for this grand goal. Right. Like. Uh, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about like another phrase or quote, whatever you want to call it. You know, you if you aim for the stars, you may end up on the moon, right, or something like that. Which basically is you sh- you shoot for something that's so far off, something that seems impossible, right? But just for you attempting it, you end up closer than you ever thought you you could have. And I know in the here's case is a, a very morally wrong type of ambition right but just think about it think about how close he was actually achieving his goal and not just how close he was but the impact he actually left because he his goal was to plunge the whole world into chaos to create a world free from order so it can be truly free but what he ended up with was an entire nation in that state it wasn't the whole world but i mean the earth kingdom was out I honestly think at this point was what the largest, if not the second largest, I think it was the largest nation in the world. So <laughs> I think he did pretty well for himself considering, considering everything. But, um, but it just, then that's really just, just sparked a thought with me is that, you know, I have all these different ambitions of, of where I want to go and who I want to be, you know, whether it's with, you know, my brand, my ministry here uh, on the podcast, on YouTube channel and whatever else comes of it. You know, you know, my goal is to, you know, to revolutionize the world and change, you know, people's lives for the better. And, and honestly, I may get there. I may not. But I do know that I'm closer now than I was a year ago. Right. Because a year ago, I didn't have this. <laughs> I didn't have this podcast. I didn't have a YouTube channel. I didn't, I didn't have even an idea of what it is I truly wanted to do in the world. And and I was just going to be you know, stuck in the rat race, working the nine to five that I just didn't really like <laughs> for years and years and years and years until, you know, what I retire and don't really enjoy life. And honestly, just looking back now, looking back over the past year and how much things have changed, it really, it's really, really eye opening. So I just imagine what Zaheer's feeling in this moment, knowing that he accomplished something, even if it wasn't his entire goal. Right. And Honestly, another <laughs> another kind of result that stems off from this power vacuum is that in the chaos, in the chaos that Zaheer made in the Earth Kingdom, arises Kuvira, who is a former resident of Zalfu. Zalfu is is like the metal city uh, founded by founded by the Bayf- the Bayfongs, you know, Toph, Toph and her daughters, and everyone there can metal bend and is pretty pretty futuristic compared to the rest of the world even i think even by republic city standards so zalfu is pretty pretty well off and kuvira is is from zalfu now kuvira seizes power for herself under the guise of uniting the earth kingdom that's what she says she's doing it for but 
as I will cover in the next episode, we'll see it's it's a little deeper than that. <laughs> but the main point for this episode is that Zahir's actions led to the creation of something that he despised, an oppressive regime. Think about how ironic that is. <laughs> he, this man set out to get rid of the impressive leaders, to get rid of the the corrupt and, and wicked leadership. But in his quest, he actually made room for an even worse leader <laughs> to get put in the plow, get put in the pace, place, get put in the power. And I, that's just <laughs> man, that's nuts. It's <laughs> nuts to me. It's just like man, I worked so hard to finally accomplish my goal. And now everything that I hated <laughs> is is has come come to pass because of what I've done. And if I can just sum this whole thing up is what I learned is got to be careful with what you wish for and be ready for the consequences of your actions, because we never know how our actions are going to pay off in the long run. Right. Something so small, something so a choice so insignificant in the moment can be life changing without us even knowing. So we have to be careful of the things that we do, the actions that we take and the ambitions that we hold, because we never know what's going to come up, come of it on the other side. So I hope you guys uh, love this episode. Let me know by leaving a comment down below or a review and share it with whoever you think needs to hear this message today and join me next episode for the for the finale of this season of the attack of liberation where i talk about kuvira and her rise to power though extreme was necessary for the future of the earth kingdom and i also have a special announcement towards the end of that episode that you don't want to miss so until then always remember you are the main character of your story and that story doesn't end until he says so all right be blessed